pray this finds you having a blessed, wonderful day in the Lord. Uh, we're looking forward to a wonderful passage today uh, in the book of Judges chapter 6 uh, as we continue um, looking at the man Gideon. Um, this is just a phenomenal passage, I think, that is going to encourage us and be able to teach us some very important things when it comes to our walk with the Lord. So we're just going to dive right in. In uh, Judges chapter 6, we're only going to be looking at verses 14, 15, and 16 today. And it says, starting in verse 14, The Lord turned to him, Gideon, and said, Go in the strength you have, and deliver Israel from the grasp of Midian. I am sending you. He said to him, Please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's family. But I will be with you, the Lord said to him. You will strike down Midian as if it were one man. What a wonderful passage we have. And I'm looking forward to getting into this today because, uh, again, I think there's so many passages from the Old Testament that teach us so many things when it comes to um, our normal day-to-day lives today. Uh, I don't think the Old Testament is insignificant. I think it's so valid and it teaches us um, so many life lessons. So, Gideon, who's just got done questioning God, wondering where God is and where he's been. If you remember last week, that was the focus that uh, Gideon had. You know, God, where are you at? I've heard all these different wonders about you, but you're not even around. Um, All of these things. And so asking why God has allowed Midian to attack and persecute Israel was his main focus last week. Now, these verses, God is going to address the questions that Gideon had in some different ways, I think, than Gideon really expected. We're going to look at three uh, uh, specific statements here and talk about them in a few, for a few minutes. The first one is God looks at Gideon and says, Gideon, go in the strength that you have. Now, that may seem a little bit odd because, again, it's not about us, it's about God. So why would God tell Gideon, go in your strength to do these things? Well, Gideon didn't have any strength, and as we remember, he was hiding, and he was being driven by fear. Gideon was hiding in the wine press. He was scared to death. Um, So Gideon really wasn't someone who had a lot of strength. Yet, God was looking deeper. And this is one of the things that I think is so beautiful about this passage of Scripture is that it teaches us and reminds us that God does not look on things the way we do. You know, Gideon's quality, uh, or Gideon questions, and he asks God these things. And God is trying to show Gideon his inner strength. See, one of the things I think is so vitally important for us in our spiritual walk is that Satan is going to consistently try to tell us that we don't have strength, that we don't have um, the heart, we don't have the drive, the zeal, whatever it may be. And he's going to try to make us focus on all of the things that are negative in our lives. Yet God is always going to look deeper. God is able to see deep within us and find the strength that we never knew we had. And that's what he's trying to do here with Gideon. He's trying to empower Gideon. And, you know, this even goes back to the idea, and we're going to look at it here even more in just a minute. 
But one of the things that, that the enemy loves to do in our lives is to highlight all of the um, negative. And that's what we spend the majority of our time uh, looking at. We spend the majority of our time looking at either how things could go wrong, how that we're going to fail, how that we don't have the ability, whatever it may be. And God looks way past that, and He looks to um, our depths of our heart, and, and He sees things that we can't. And that's why it's so important for us to trust in Him, to be able to trust in Him that He is going to do what only He can do. Now, the next statement that God says is he's going to use Gideon to deliver Israel from the grasp of Midian. By making this statement, God is not asking Gideon to deliver Israel, but to be the empty vessel that God could use. See, this again goes back to how many times that we feel like we've got to put the pressure and weight on us. God is not going to ask you to walk on water for him. But God will give you the ability to walk on water with Him. All right, That's an important statement. And the reason why that's so important is because Satan will try to make us feel that we have all this pressure on our shoulders to do all of these different things. And God says, I, I never put that pressure on you. I never ask you to do that. I'm not asking you to go in your strength. I'm not asking you to do things in your power. I'm asking you to be an available vessel that I can use to be able to move through. All right. So the questions and the desires Gideon showed when he asked the questions to God showed he could and would be an available vessel that God could use. See, God could deliver them on his own, but God uses the method of using mankind to show his strength. All right. The important thing here is this. God did not need Gideon at all. God did not need to use Gideon. God did not need to uh, bring Gideon along. He didn't need to empower Gideon. But God chose to because God wants to use mankind in his kingdom. He wants to use mankind in the furtherance of the gospel. He wants to use mankind for this reason. Number one, it will help grow the faith of the person who's being used. If you are being used by God, and you're watching God do things that you know you don't have the ability or the strength to do, that changes the game. That changes the whole dynamic of everything because now you are just growing so deep in your walk with the Lord. And it's so significant. But then other people are able to see it. And I'm sure that there was other people who knew about Gideon. And they weren't seeing Gideon as this valiant warrior. They weren't seeing Gideon as this mighty man of God. But yet, because God used him. Because God chose to use him. And these people saw it. And they knew Gideon couldn't do it on his own, but yet they saw God do it through him. That was a game changer. And now they look at themselves and say, wow, if he can use Gideon, he can use me. So God has a purpose and a plan and why he wants to use us. He's not wanting to use us so he can point out why we can't. He's wanting to use us so he can show why he is able and why we're supposed to rely on him and trust in him rather than doing it on our own. But then he answers it with the third statement. And God says, I am sending you. I'm sending you. He didn't say I'm sending an army. He didn't say that I'm sending, you know, 
all of Israel. He said, I'm sending you. And this again is in response to the questions that Gideon asked. See, oftentimes we complain about problems and wonder why God's not doing something. Yet often God is wanting to use us as the vessel, but we would rather someone else do it. When we ask the question, we are showing that we are invested. See, I've made this statement before, and it's not that I'm saying it to be kind of ugly about it, but oftentimes, especially within the context of church, people are great problem finders, but very rarely great problem solvers. It is so easy for all of us to be able to figure out and find out all the problems. We can sit down and we can look at each other and we can point out flaws. We can point out problems. We can look at each other and and determine why you're wrong or right or whatever it may be. And that's the easy part. It's always easy to point out all of the things that are wrong and point out all of the flaws. The hard part is being able to say, you know what? Okay, there is a problem, but I want to do something about it. I want to be able to make a difference. I want to be able to be used. And so, God, here I am. Kind of like Isaiah. Lord, here am I, send me. If we had more people that were willing to be problem solvers than problem finders, we would have a significant difference within the local church, within our community, and everything. Because, again, what we're finding is Gideon is seeing all the problems, but Gideon doesn't realize that he can actually be used to do something about it. And that happens in our lives. We can get so overwhelmed by the problems that's going on, by all the things that are going on, that we wonder, can I really be used? Can I really, can, can, can God do something through me? And yes, he can. And what he wants is someone who's willing to say, God, here am I. Use me. Help me. Grow me. Let me be used in order to be able to, you know, do whatever you would have me to do. And now that changes things. Because instead of you being a problem finder, you're going to be part of a problem solver. You're going to be someone who is looking at situations and saying, you know what? I'm not just going to point out the negative, but I want to do something about it. And that's what God is wanting to use Gideon here to say, Gideon, okay, you're looking around. You see the problems. And instead of doing anything, what you're doing is you're just hiding. You're hiding down inside of this wine press and you're scared. And I want to strengthen you. I want to encourage you. I want to help move you forward. So Gideon responds here in verse 15, and Gideon's response is one that usually we all do. We're looking at all of our flaws, our weaknesses, and we can point out all the obvious reasons why we can't. And we don't understand how God can't see that. I mean, look at Gideon. He says, Lord, who am I? I'm the the weakest in my family, and my family is one of the weakest tribes. You know, God, there's no way you can use me. God, there's nothing that I'm available to to do or be used by. All Gideon is doing is looking at everything that he's got that's wrong. And God says, listen, I'm not worried about that. I know what your flaws are. See, that's I think, is one of the most beautiful things that we have to be able to allow to be saturated with ourselves is that God knows all your flaws and God is going to use you in spite of them. See, what we do is we look at our flaws and we're like, well, I can't do this ministry because of this, or I can't serve here because of this, or I can't share the gospel because I'm an introvert, or I'm not somebody who is very talkative, or I'm not somebody as this. God knows all of that already, and God wants to use you in spite of that. It's not that God is trying to 
uh, work over all of your flaws and say, well, I know you've got flaws, so I can't use you here, here, or here. No, God says, I can use you anywhere if you're just available to be used. You can sit down and name all your flaws to God, all that you want to, and God says, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I can overcome that. I can overcome that. And we've got to get to the point to where we quit letting our flaws lead our prayer lives. We've got to quit letting the things that we see as negative lead our prayer lives. But see, as, uh, as we know, God's not looking at our strength that way. Our fear is what drives us to see all the negative. Our fear causes us to always see the worst in ourselves and why we can't. That's exactly what the enemy wants. The enemy wants us to constantly see all of the negative in our lives. He wants us to see all the reasons why we can't because he's scared to death of us getting to the point to where we say, you know what, God, I can't, but you can, and I'm a willing vessel to be used. That's what scares Satan. Satan is scared to death of an empty vessel that is available to be used by God because then the possibilities are limitless. It goes back to that verse in Ephesians 3.20 where it says that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. God can do absolutely anything through us if we allow ourselves to be used. But what we do is we look at our flaws. And you know what? Even as a pastor, that is one of my biggest problems that I have is I consistently look at all of the reasons why I can't. I look at all of the reasons why that, you know, God, you can't use me to do this. Or God, you know, I'm, I'm a failure at this. Or God, I don't have the strength for this. And I become my own worst enemy. I beat myself up. And I, I know a lot of people do that. Because we, we, we spend, well, I, I guess it's better to say, it's easier to look at all of our flaws than it is to look at the strength of God. It is so easy to look at ourselves and realize why we can't rather than looking at it and saying this is why we can and one of the things that I see with God is that I, if, if, if there was some way that I could be able to see God's reaction I think that he would just look at it and say Jeremiah I already know that about you I'm not worried about that your flaws do not prevent me from being God. Your flaws do not prevent me from being able to move. But unfortunately, that's what happens sometimes. Unfortunately, what happens is we think that my flaws, God can't overcome them. But my goodness, can He? Because my flaws do not determine whether He's God or not. He is God in spite of all of my flaws. Now we go to verse 16. And God responds and tells Gideon that he would be used because God would empower him. God would fight the battle. God would deliver. And he would just use Gideon as the vessel for all of Israel to see. See, again, God is trying to do something so much bigger than Gideon. And this is where we really get to the crux of the matter. So many times we are... We are only thinking of ourselves. And so, just like Gideon, Gideon is looking at this and saying, God, why would you want to use me? I can't do this. And going through all of this stuff, and God says, listen, this is bigger than you, Gideon. 
This is for the whole entire nation of Israel. See, one of the things that I, I hope that we're able to kind of glean from this is usually when God is going to use me or use you in some kind of ministry situation, it is for a greater purpose than just you. Now, you're going to grow, you're going to get closer to God, and you're going to see God do amazing things through you. But it's not just for you. It is for God to do something that is bigger than you for other people to see. God wants to use you so other people are looking at it and saying, Wow, if he can use fill in the blank, then he can use me. If God is able to move through that person, then God can move through me. That changes the dynamic now because now what you realize is God is not only using me, but God is using me for kingdom purpose. See, God goes even further when he states Midian. Now, now I want you to think about this. If you go back and you remember a couple podcasts ago, in verse 6, it says that Midian made Israel poverty-stricken. They forced Israel to go live in caves. They absolutely just destroyed the nation of Israel. And God states that Midian, the nation who made Israel poverty-stricken, Gideon would defeat as if they were one man. Think about the magnitude behind that statement. Think about what God is really saying when he makes that statement to Gideon. Uh, uh, He's letting Gideon know, listen, there is nothing that I can't do. And I know you're looking at Midian and you're thinking that they are just this superpower. But I want to show you. I want to show you they're not. I want to show you that I'm greater. See, one of the things that God wants to do in our lives too is He wants to show us how wonderful and magnificent He really is. He wants to show us how powerful He is. He wants to show us how there is nothing And no one that has the power that our God does. And one of the greatest ways that we're able to see that is when we're able to see it personally and intimately through the experiences that God shows us. So today you may be looking at it and saying, you know what? I've just been really scared to be used in a ministry. I've been really scared to step out or, you know, I've been very fearful of things. Can I encourage you today to, to, to test God's word? Can I encourage you today to step out in faith and say, God, I may not understand and I'm scared to death. And, and you know what? I even have some doubts, but you know what? I am going to step out by faith and, and I, want to, I want to see you do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ever ask or think. Are you willing to just say, God, I'll be an available vessel? Even if I don't understand and even if I don't think you can use me, I'm going to be an available vessel today. I I pray that this has kind of encouraged your heart to do that. Most of all, I want to encourage you that if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, to understand that Jesus loves you so much that he died on a cross for your sins. He paid your sin debt on Calvary's cross, was buried in the tomb, rose from the grave, Ascended to the Father and He's coming back to get us because He loves you that much and wants to be with you for all eternity. If you've never been saved, if you've never repented of your sins and asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, I encourage you to do that today. Find someone that you know is a Bible-believing Christian and ask them to, to, to walk through the gospel with you and understand how to surrender your life. 
also encourage you if, if you have been encouraged by this podcast that you would give it a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to and be able to write a review so it can get out there a little bit more. And I pray this has challenged you today to be able to step out a little bit more. So we look forward to getting back into God's Word again next week and pray this has been an encouragement to you. And may you go out and share your story today with somebody.